0: visit our merch store at heaveninamini skirt.com slash merch if you would like to support the show we have t-shirts tote bags notebooks stickers and hopefully more coming soon so please support us at heaveninamini skirt.com slash merch no, no you
1: can't get to heaven
2: in a mini skirt in a mini skirt
1: Everyone, little flirts. Welcome to You Can't Get to Heaven in a Mini Skirt podcast. My name is Sarah.
0: And I'm Jessica. And if you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at Heaven in a Miniskirt, or you can go to our website at heaven in a miniskirt.com.
1: So Sarah, are we ready? (laughs) So this is part three. If you haven't listened to part one and two of Were They Gay, Queering the Bible, go back. And listen, we got Jonathan and David. They were definitely lovers. They were fucking, for sure. Yeah, they were definitely, they were, there's a record. I think they like, were it's, more than it's fucking. Right I there. think they
0: were in love.
1: Okay. I think they had a pure, beautiful, homosexual love. Ruth and Naomi was part two, given some lesbian representation. We're not as certain on that one.
0: Yeah, not convinced, but it still was a really fun conversation. Yeah. So, Buckle up, because I think this part three, I think it might be the juiciest. What do you think, Sarah? Yeah,
1: so who are we talking about today, Jessica?
0: I think they know because they clicked on the episode, but we're talking about
1: Jesus himself. Jesus and the beloved disciple. Was Jesus Christ of Nazareth a homosexual? So we're going to find out today.
0: You know what? If you clicked on the episode, you know that this is almost mostly a joke. So I guess the people that are going to hate on us are the people that aren't going to listen. So I don't need to do any sort of caveat to this.
1: And, you know, if you're offended by the possibility of us suggesting that Jesus might have had a SSA, then you're probably not our people if you find that's such an offensive, horrible thing. Yeah, I
0: think you're homophobic. But you're you're like,
1: you're welcome here. You're welcome here. But we don't agree.
0: We don't mind people that hate us. Social media has made me into a husk of a human being. So we love you. I love you all. I love everybody equally. So, Sarah. Except for Judas. Except Judas for scary. Well, Judas, he's the betrayer, right?
1: Yeah. He's just in it for the money. not a good human. Not
0: good. Not a good man. But you know what? We all make mistakes. <laughs> we all make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So yes. what do
1: you, just starting off jumping into the historical context, what do you know about homosexuality under the Roman emperor in first century AD?
0: Oh, my God. So specific. Um... I'm going to take a stab at it yeah, and say that he didn't like it and that he, they would be very mad if you did those things.
1: Mm. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> so like ancient Rome, ancient Greece, public life was very like women weren't really a part of public life. Like they couldn't really go to shows. They couldn't really do things. They oftentimes like slept completely separate from the men. And marriage is viewed as based on procreation. But it was really, really common and widely accepted for older men to take younger male lovers that were anywhere from, like, 13 to 30. Mm, So, yeah, definitely not cool, not not good. But it was common to have these relationships. And they wouldn't typically have anal sex or give each other blowjobs. What they would do is, like... They would fuck between the thighs. Like, so they would, like, put the dick between the thighs of one of them and just like, How do you know go this? at her. I went down many rabbit holes, okay? There's a book I found that was written all about if Jesus was gay or not, and I read quite a lot of it. So wow. Yeah. So, in case you wanted to know about the practices of homosexuality in ancient Rome, there we go. So, mm. it was mostly prostitutes that would do uh, blowjobs or uh, anal sex. Okay. So, it was like kind of accepted in ancient Judaism, though people that were Jewish living under Roman rule did not accept it because we know that good old leviticus eighteen twenty two says Do not have sexual relations with a man as one does with a woman that is detestable. We know in romans one twenty six to twenty seven that Paul said. Because of this, God gave them over to their shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones in the same way. Men also abandoned natural relationships with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with each other, such as fucking between the thighs, and received in themselves a <laughs> due penalty for their error. Is that in the Bible? <laughs> no, I Just I imagining? added that in. Paul was probably thinking about that. Oh, so God. Okay, so we got the context that it's kind of accepted, not in the same way that we have equal rights for marriage for gay people today. But under the Roman Empire, there were a lot of people that didn't have equal rights. There were slaves and women definitely didn't have equal rights and so on and so forth. And so on and so forth. (laughs) So on and so forth. So I thought I would also look into what Jesus said about love and marriage. And so Jesus mentioned marriage a couple of times once in Matthew nineteen four to 6 and the other time in Mark ten six to 9 and he said, Haven't you read that in the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said, For this reason a man will leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. So that's when Jesus was speaking about divorce. So Jesus was not a fan of divorce, but basically the only reference to that was talking about divorce, and he talked about how God made the male and female. So people will often use this and say, Jesus didn't mention gay people, but he was all about heterosexual marriage, and they'll use that one verse to be like, nope, no way that Jesus would have accepted homosexual people. Okay, I don't like that. It's important to ground this just so people aren't thinking that I'm not giving a full picture. Like, this is what Jesus said about marriage. That's like the only thing he said about marriage, essentially
0: oh yeah okay
1: yeah and so i mean paul really likes marriage well i'm sure we'll do follow-up episodes on paul oh my gosh i think we need to do a whole series on paul i think i need to go to therapy a little more <laughs> first before i do a whole series on paul um oh, he no. just i know i just like he's I, I think everyone if you've listened you know my thoughts on paul by now i really like jesus so we're gonna get into why i think that jesus might have been a homosexual So, Sarah, I'm so excited. My body is ready. We don't really actually hear much about Jesus's early life. Like there's a story when he's born and then it talks about once when he was 12.
0: Well, don't you remember when we talked to, I think we talked about it in this Christmas episode. We were like, we only talk about Jesus's birth and death. Nothing in between.
1: <laughs> but there is the period between age 30 and 33. 33 when he died, which is weird because like I'm turning 33 next month. Whoa. Yeah.
0: You are. And I'm turning 33 this year too. Yeah.
1: So between age 30 and 33, that's when he was practicing his teaching. He was a Jewish rabbi and we know he had his 12 disciples the interesting thing about jesus though most rabbis at the time were married and jesus was not married unless you fall into the camp that thinks he was married to mary magdalene but there's actually not a lot of (laughs) evidence other than the da vinci code for that one refer to the episode if you're interested for more we
0: really needed a palate cleanser that week that was a total. yeah so
1: now that like we've ruled out jesus being heterosexual if you go back to that episode we're gonna look into why he might be gay So, do you know much about the four Gospels, Jess?
0: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Yeah. I know the names of them. (laughs) (laughs) Because when I was in Sunday school, in Catholic Sunday school, I distinctly remember them being like, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they made us, like, memorize that.
1: So, the first three, like Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are all more similar, more linear, have a lot of different overlap with their stories. But then the Gospel of John is more, like mystical and it mentions this character the disciple whom jesus loved like five different times and the gospel of john is widely thought to be written by his disciple john but they don't actually know this for certain
0: yeah what about the other gospels do they know who for certain wrote those or is it the same Mm
1: -hmm. yeah it's the same like they don't they can't say 100 percent. yeah but um the authorship of john is not claimed but we attribute it to, it's widely attributed it to John. Mm-hmm. So is the book
0: of Revelation, by the way. We'll get into that another day.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. Not this episode, <laughs> no. but another time. So it's mentioned five times where he was referred to as the disciple whom Jesus loved was reclining next to him, John thirteen twenty three, And then in John nineteen twenty six, he says, when Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. We'll get into that a little bit more, but essentially there's just all these references to the disciple whom Jesus loved. Okay. And then like every other disciple is just like called by name.
0: That's interesting and weird. Yeah. Okay. Kind of weird,
1: right? Yeah, totally. And like some translations call him the beloved one.
0: But is it safe to say that like every translation, it it all says he loved this one?
1: Yeah, yeah. The one that he loved. The one that he loved. So it's like he's special, whether like Jesus and John were besties john special okay but the last thing that jesus is attributed to saying in john 19 26 to 27 like in john's version of things is when jesus was up on the cross and when jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby he said to her woman here is your son and to the disciple here is your mother from that time on the disciple took her into his home so he took Mary, the mother of Jesus, as his own mother, and like cared for her after Jesus died. Okay. So that's a big thing to entrust someone to. Yeah. And during the Last Supper, there's twelve of them, twelve of the disciples, and Jesus. They have that first communion where they're gathered together, and this is right before Jesus was believed to be arrested. Mm-hmm. And so John is sitting next to him, and like as leans depicted on his as depicted, yeah. In the paintings. Yes, and leans on him. Yeah, he's like reclining next to him. So... They're just cuddling. They're just... They're basically just cuddling. Like, they said the dinners would have been on low tables where there'd be like a recline on the couch. So you'd be like sitting on a couch that's reclined with a low table. And he was just like cuddling up to Jesus a little bit. Okay. Yeah. And then we're going to fast forward a little bit because this is connected to that. James I of England, he was the king of England. He lived in the 1500s to 1600s. And so... He had a relationship. He had a lover, the Duke of Buckingham, and people were not down with that. They were not happy about him being in a homosexual relationship or having a male lover. And he said, this is what James, one of England said, as he defended his relationship with the Duke of Buckingham. I wish to speak in my own behalf and not to have it thought to be a defect. For Jesus Christ did the same, and therefore I cannot be blamed. Christ had his son John, and I have my George.
0: Whoa. Yeah. So, what you're saying this is, like is that like, this isn't something that we're just like making up. Like, other people have no. definitely said stuff about this.
1: Throughout history, there have been people that have questioned the mainstream Christian view, from what I understand it, would be that John was an especially close disciple to Jesus, part of his inner circle. They've had a very close friendship. But we are not unique in this. Like, here's someone in the 1600s defending his love and being like well jesus did the same thing jesus was gay too yeah and then there's like a weird passage in so do you know what the garden of gethsemane is no so jesus after his last supper he was like i'm gonna go out and pray and there's the garden of gethsemane that was right there and he was praying in the garden and he was about to be arrested but mark 14 51 to 52 this is what it says a young man Wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. And there's just, like, this random (laughs) verse. Like, it's just like, it's like, what the fuck? Like, so... Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's just this one verse. So there's like the naked young man, and like no one really knows. Like some people are like, it was Mark. Some people are like, it was Lazarus. Other people are like, it was John. It was a ghost. Like, (laughs) yeah. But Jesus was just like hanging out, praying, and there was like a naked young man. So now we're going to jump to you've heard of the apocrypha right
0: yes so the apocrypha just explain what it is because i learned about this on the let's get high and read the bible podcast not on ours
1: yeah so the apocrypha is like books that didn't make it into the bible or parts of manuscripts that didn't make it into the bible and this one the secret gospel of mark there's a secret gospel of mark well it's called the secret gospel of mark and it's really like a 50 50 if you look at scholars some say this was this was made up others say no this was an actual document that would have circled at that time. So I'm just going to give you a little context on that. Secret. Because this is where it actually has like a quote unquote missing piece to the naked youth story. Oh, this is juicy. Juicy. Yeah. Juicy oh, AF. My so who knew the there secret? was so
0: much juice in the Bible?
1: I know it's an outside of the Bible. So the secret gospel of Mark or the mystic gospel of Mark. Is mystic a gospel, long, a longer and secret or mystic version of the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel is mentioned exclusively in the Mar-Saba letter, a document of disputed authenticity, which is said to have been written by Clement of Alexandria in AD 150-215. Some scholars suggest that the letter implies that Jesus was involved in homosexual activity, although its interpretation is contested. So it's really like 50-50, like there's ongoing controversy surrounding the authenticity of this letter. Mm-hmm. So there are mainstream Christians who are like, no, this is authentic, but he's not a homosexual because of it. Like I found articles refuting it or just saying that, no, that's not necessarily gay. Now I'm going to get into the juicy bits of the secret gospel of Mark. All right. So this part, I believe, is supposed to be like right after the resurrection. So... And they came into Bethany, and a certain woman whose brother had died was there. And before coming, she prostrated herself before Jesus and said to him, Son of David, have mercy on me. But the disciples rebuked her, and Jesus, being angered, went off with her into the garden where the tomb was. Straight away, a great hot cry was heard from the tomb. And going near, Jesus rolled away the stone from the door of the tomb, and straight away, going in where the youth was, he stretched forth his hand and raised him, seizing his hand. But the youth looked upon him, loved him. And began to beseech him that he might be with him. And going out to the tomb, they came into the house of the youth, for he was rich. And after six days, Jesus told him what he was to do in the evening. The youth comes to him, wearing a linen cloth over his naked body. And he remained with him that night, for Jesus taught him the mystery of the kingdom of God. And thence arising, he returned to the other side of Jordan right so
0: he taught him the secrets of god the mystery the, the mystery. mystery of god oh, yeah. the apostle
1: paul refers to sex as a mystery but like yeah. what else are you gonna do when you're naked in bed together they're reading the bible for the Sarah.
0: yeah no wait the bible didn't exist i
1: feel uncomfortable <laughs> So, like, juicy, right? Yeah. I. But you can see why this would make people mad.
0: Yeah. So this was in the secret gospel, and this happened after the resurrection. So after yeah. the resurrection, I thought that Jesus, like, got ascended into heaven right away.
1: No, he was around for, like, I want to say, like, 30 days or something, like, just walking around teaching people again. Really? Yeah. Oh,
0: well, there you go. I didn't know that. 40 days. I was wrong. 40 days. Okay. So yeah. then during this 40 days, he was... Just, like,
1: appearing to people and hanging out.
0: And, and uh, hanging out with youths with linen cloths. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Young man. Young man. So, again, that would be, like, late teens, early 20s, probably. So I think... I know it hasn't been established, and it's not universally... Agreed upon that it's a legitimate addition to the Gospel of Mark, but it's still pretty juicy. It
0: exists, right? It exists, yeah. So this is a historical document yeah. that exists.
1: Well, a picture, a picture of it exists. So that's all I have for like the quote-unquote evidence that Jesus was gay. But we're gonna jump to some things that Jesus said that some people interpret it as queer. Okay. So Matthew nineteen twelve. Do you know what that says, Jess? No. Why would I know what that's <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay, I'm going to paste it yeah, into pace- the chat and yeah. I'm gonna read it. Oh, here it
0: is. So, for there are eunuchs who were born that way, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others. And there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. What does that mean to you? Those who choose to live like eunuchs because they're gay and they they shouldn't be gay because if they're gay, they won't go to heaven? Is that...
1: That's, I mean, that's some interpretation. Okay. It, what do you think? It's interesting because back then eunuchs were often men that had been castrated so that they could basically be around the concubines or the women of rich, powerful men. Mm-hmm. And so eunuchs were not allowed, like, if you look at the Jewish temple, they weren't allowed close. There was like a separate section because they were considered unholy. I think Tristan and Sage have a song about it. They have a song like "He who has castrated or severed genitals cannot enter into the kingdom." Yes,
0: that's true. Yeah, didn't they? They might have said you should
1: insert that in for these rules, God. No.
0: So eunuchs have no genitals or can they just do they just have no testicles? No balls.
1: Um, it depends. If you look at the World Professional Association for Trans Health Standards of Care version eight, which came out in the last year, eunuchs have a whole chapter. Like there are some people that I just identify as eunuchs like and that's like their gender identity. They are people that are assigned male at birth and then get castrated castrated. Okay. So so the one who can accept this
0: should accept it. So what does that mean?
1: Okay. So from a queer perspective, it's been interpreted as evidence that Jesus was open to different types of sexuality and relationships. So some interpret the born eunuchs to refer to individuals who are born with a natural inclination towards same-sex attraction or gender nonconformity. And those that are made eunuchs by others could refer to those who were castrated or otherwise prevented from engaging in sexual activity. Okay. And the phrase choose to live like eunuchs could refer to people that choose to remain celibate or engage in non-traditional forms of sexuality.
0: So it could also just mean like asexual people. Yeah.
1: Right? Absolutely. So, well, so the, And
0: that's part of the LGBTQ community. But the way that I'm interpreting this is... From the context of today, which is like, if you're gay, you have to be celibate. You know that whole thing. You have the gift of singleness forever if you're gay. Are there a lot of people that would take that verse and then
1: there so. are some people that would take that verse to mean that you can live as a eunuch or live asexually. Obviously, people that are asexual, that's a legit orientation. But when I say live asexually, I mean people that are gay, that are attracted to the same sex, but then end up not being sexually active because they believe in their interpretation of the Bible that it's wrong. And the only way they can serve God and go to heaven is to not be in a loving relationship it's that
0: difference between celibate and asexual
1: yeah but like spiritual unit like it's just a it's kind of a weird verse and I think people have co-opted it for how they want but I can see why the queer interpretation would be that way for there are eunuchs that were born this way some people say intersex people that were born this way um, and those who have been made eunuchs by others, like whether it was encastrated and those that choose to live that way or choose to live differently. So it could show Jesus's openness to different ways of being.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that I'm taking it literally
1: and it doesn't need to be taken. GotQuestions.org has its interpretation.
0: Of course GotQuestions.org has its interpretation. What's its slogan again? Your
1: questions? Biblical answers. <laughs> So they say that natural eunuchs, the ones that are born that way with a physical defect, or those that are born with no real desire for marriage or sex. So gotquestions.org, if you're asexual, they'll affirm you. Oh. Like, I'm glad that at least some of the LGBT. LGBTQIA community gets affirmed by gotquestions.org. Yeah. And I guess voluntary eunuchs are those who, in order to better serve the Lord in some capacity, choose to forego marriage. God calls some people to remain single, therefore celibate. Oh, and then some gay groups argue that Jesus was referring to homosexuals when he mentioned eunuchs that are born that way. However, the Bible never uses the word homosexual and eunuch interchangeably. Furthermore, eunuchs are never referred to in scripture as being in sin, while homosexuality is universally condemned in both the Old Testament and New Testament. Oh, we know what they think.
0: Well, I'm not surprised. This is an unsurprising answer from
1: questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that that verse is used by some queer people to be like, Jesus was open to all kinds of things. I think we can say that Jesus was open to all kinds of things based on his love your neighbor as yourself and like treat others how they want to be treated, love the sick, love the poor, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you want to hear more on the real Jesus, listen to our episode where we interview Shane Claiborne. Yeah. (laughs) So that is kind of like the overview of why Jesus would be considered by some to be homosexual Mm -hmm. or like the possibility that he could be homosexual my take on this is if the secret gospel of Mark is legit, I think Jesus definitely him and the naked youth, whether that was John or some other young man, they definitely like had some sort of intimate relationship going on.
0: You're not hanging out with a person who's just wearing a loincloth for several days. It's just super sus.
1: It is weird, too, that in the Bible there's just that one sentence and, like, you can see why some people might have wanted to cut out that part. I wonder
0: if there was, like, an argument about whether that should be kept in because it's just such a random throwaway line.
1: Well, yeah, and people are like, he had a loincloth on and then it got caught on something as he was running away and then he was naked. And I'm like, what happened to his robe? Yeah. Why was
0: he only wearing a loincloth? Why was he even there? Why is this line in the Bible? You don't just like put stuff in your Gospels without having a reason why.
1: Well, if it's God's inspired word, then all of it's inspired, including the naked youth. So, yeah, (laughs) that's true. So it's meant to be there for some reason. I think that it showcases that Jesus might have been gay. Okay. And what do you think? What do you think based on the evidence presented thus far? This far, this is the evidence. <laughs> this is th- like th- so that's that. it. That's all the evidence. Um, yeah. God, I just give me a second. I'm just like,
0: like, what's wrong with being gay? That is just how I feel going into these
1: episodes. Nothing. The answer is nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. So I, I have this bias which I think is a good bias that I don't think there's anything wrong with homosexuality I think that where one of the big issues comes in if I were a Christian that also was fine with homosexuality which there are lots of them I would also be like well Jesus he wasn't sexual because he was God so we've talked about this in another episode the Da Vinci Code I think where I was yeah. like, what's so wrong with Jesus having a wife? And you were like, well, that wouldn't really make him divine.
1: And like, even Mary had to be a virgin. They're very big on purity, holy people being virgins. And like, that's probably why the Pope can't have sex with people. Yeah.
0: yeah. And we won't even get into We don't get into the problems there. But <sighs> so I think it makes him more human if he is
1: sexual in any way. Yeah. But we're created in God's image. And so when every expression of humanity that's not evil be in God's image. How do we know like, that God isn't sexual? Well, God's non-binary. Remember the Church of England? They might be. <laughs> they might be. And they works well because then it includes the trinity too.
0: Non-binary people are sexual. Well,
1: yeah, I'm not saying non-binary people aren't.
0: No, <laughs> know, I'm just joking. Okay. But do you think that the trinity is just the longest running threesome
1: well there is a really good verse in it's either in ecclesiastes or proverbs but it says two is better than one but three is even better for a three stranded cord is not easily broken so if you're looking to justify your (laughs) threpple, there's a verse for that too that's great um
0: (laughs) i mean so yeah maybe so i didn't really answer the question it's just i just have such a bias where i'm like what's so wrong with it what's so wrong with jesus being and i think that's
1: like the whole point Of this episode?
0: Yes. Well, that's the whole point of this whole series. When we did our Naomi and Ruth episode, I posted a clip on Instagram and there were a couple comments that were like mad at us. So some of the comments were saying like, they can't be lesbians because they're mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. And I was like, that is not an argument. (laughs) Weirder things have happened. Lot and his daughters. Yeah. Like shit goes down in the Bible, but also in real life. And people were like genuinely mad. So I just don't understand, like, what about it is so bad? It's so, it's such a stupid, ugh. I just have such a simple argument where I'm just like, I, like, you can tell me what about it is quote unquote bad. I'm still just always going to come back to it and be like, I just don't think it's a big deal. If Jesus was sexual, if Jesus was gay, I don't think that if Jesus was sexual, that wouldn't make him less divine.
1: And why would that have anything if he was sexually intimate with John, say? Yeah. Why would that take away from the great things that he said? I know. Why would that take away from the great influence that he's had Mm -hmm. when people actually follow what he recommends doing? I think that, yeah, it doesn't matter. As
0: long as he wasn't hurting people and everybody was happy and John probably also loved Jesus. And I I just don't see what's so wrong with it. But if... I had somebody arguing with me about this, the emotions would be so high on the other side because to insinuate that Jesus is gay is like for some people that is like the biggest blasphemy and blasphemy makes people very
1: emotional and just be this really
0: big emotional argument.
1: Yeah. And like, honestly, if you're listening to this because you're like, I totally disagree with this. That's also fine. We're not here to convince people that Jesus was actually. Gay. Yeah, it's more just being like, this is a possibility, and now let's look at all the theories. We're like, definitely not here to convince people of anything. No, I did wear my gay hat though. It's like, yeah, you know, any rainbow thing I own. It's it yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, I need to get you. What more do you think that I just like came out and then I got like. <laughs> yeah, you got all rainbow gear, obviously, yeah. Sarah. Yeah. So also, I have one more thing to add. Okay. It's within the queer umbrella. So we've talked about how God is non-binary. We've talked about Jesus maybe being gay. Mm -hmm. There's a theory that Jesus was trans. Assigned female at birth. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So this is not based on the Bible. This is based on biology. So assuming that the virgin birth happened, there are actually some mammals that spontaneously can self-impregnate. So this has been viewed within sharks before. But the kicker is that this form of reproduction, it happens really rarely and it all, the offspring always has XX chromosomes. So say that if we're looking for an actual scientific example, like say that this really rare thing happened that's never been observed in humans, but it's been observed in sharks and other animals. And um, aren't sharks just humans with big teeth? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. No, and I said I said mammals before. Sharks are not <laughs> mammals. Sharks are fish. <laughs> They're not. Um, so we'll just correct that. Oh god. Fact oh, okay. check. <laughs> and so
0: we're not in school anymore. We don't need to know these no. things.
1: Yeah, we do. um So sharks. So, there have been cases of sharks that produce female offspring, but the shark was like a virgin. There were no males around. It was like a shark in captivity where this happened. So, say Mary spontaneously produced a baby, it would have had to be XX chromosomes. So, Jesus would have been biologically female, but all, always presented as male. So, there's also the theory that Jesus could be trans, right?
0: Why are you bringing science into this, Sarah? Into the mysticism well, I, of the th- Bible. <laughs> Just but kidding. when I was
1: like, when I was going down the rabbit hole, I found this one and I was like... I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. Sure. We'll like throw that in. Let's get people mooring. Yeah, okay. So... Because some people are down with gay people and then they're transphobic, which like that's a whole other story or rant. I know. God. Can't we just support everyone living their best lives? Yeah.
0: I genuinely don't know why anybody cares. Homophobia, first of all, makes no sense to me, but transphobia makes more no sense to me. Like I couldn't give less of a fuck who you want to have sex with or your identity? Like, how is that my business at all? Like, I I'm going to
1: unfollow you. If you have your pronouns in your bio, it's like, who Oh, I love like, that. Honestly, like, oh, who cares? i who like, don't...
0: We like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Fucking unfollow anybody. Oh my God. I just, I can't, I just can't. You know, what's interesting. You know, remember, Oh my gosh, this was like several Christmases ago, but we took this like masculine feminine spectrum quiz. This was before non-binary was more mainstream. And yeah. I definitely was like in the middle in terms of like masculine and feminine traits. So I'm like, I could be non-binary, I guess. I mean, it's just for me, gender identity, it doesn't matter to me personally, but it does matter to a lot of people to be comfortable. And if you're not comfortable with who you are, like your life's going to be a lot fucking harder. So life's hard enough. You should be comfortable with who you are. People should respect your pronouns. That's my opinion. And I don't know
1: why people care so much. I don't know why
0: fucking I don't get it. I don't. And the thing
1: that bothers me they're like, "It's so hard because they changed their name." And I'm like, "You know who changes their name? Like 99% of every fucking woman that gets married." And you have no problem being like, "Oh, that's Mrs. John Smith." Like yeah. she doesn't even have a name anymore. We don't care. Like <laughs> that wasn't hard for you, but it's hard to call like carlos carla i don't know i don't know it just I... pisses me off i'm like this is all just social constructions it's humans making sense of their experiences and that shit evolves and like yeah either like i don't know go dig a hole and stay there or evolve we don't call for the deaths of people on like some uh baptist ministers in the united states the... <laughs> you've seen that right those videos that are like yeah i think we should round up every homosexual and burn them and it's like oh <laughs> This is like 2023 and everyone's like, yes, yes. And you're like, yes, Lord, amen. And you're just like, gee, like that's where like us covering this, like Jesus, obviously everyone makes Jesus into whoever the fuck they want to be. But I think if you actually read what's said in the Bible attributed to Jesus, like, Jesus would not be standing up calling for that shit. Like, it's just so backwards. I
0: look at these churches and they are obviously not as common as the churches that are just like, everyone should accept everyone. But like, there are churches no, man. that are so extreme on the, I'd say the bad side, <laughs> that it's so sad. You're like, has anyone in this congregation ever actually read the Bible? Because this is so outrageous. And there's the really passionate preachers yeah oh that are like we need to kill all the trans people and you're like oh yeah do you think jesus would have thought that really there is a literal book that tells you what jesus said and yeah you're supposed to be following it as a christian this is your book fucking read it
1: and there i'm gonna share a resource so there's a resource that's really good because as you were talking about we were talking about those pastors that are like calling for the death of queer people there's still There are varying levels of this homophobia. And one of the ones that I find really frustrating is there are so many mainstream churches with tons of people that would be affirming in them, but the institutions themselves are not. They're like, we're welcoming of everyone. All the gay people can come here but if the gay people were to want to get married in that church or were to want to serve as like sunday school teachers or worship leaders there's policies against them doing so but it's not clear like you wouldn't find it on the website you would have to go to the denominations like, you'd have, the have to denomination get it. statement of faith that hurts a lot of people because they think oh everyone's welcome here it's loved. they don't mention gay people so that's like a good thing so there's this website called churchclarity.org and they're an organization that believes that actively enforced policies should be clearly communicated on a church's website. And so they rate church policies on LGBTQ+. plus. Oh, my God. And, wi- and women in leadership. What's so it called church again? Clarity, church... ChurchClarity.org. Clear. I heard about this from Semler and their wife, Lizzie, have a podcast called Under Our Roof. and. Mm-hmm. Similar is the Christian artist that toured with Reliant K, and everyone was all mad because like they're married to a woman, and oh. but they basically for the LGBTQ policies, they have like different categories of if the church is affirming or not, and people like they can add individual churches.
0: Yes, what an absolute goldmine this is! I just searched Bethel because I was just like, what's the biggest <laughs> church I can
1: think of, and it's probably cl- clear not affirming. It is clear not affirming. Yeah, so that's a little side note rant on that. As Brene Brown would say, clear is kind and unclear is unkind. So let's just be clear about our views. And Mm -hmm. if you really don't like this episode or us, you can tell us in the comments. We'll still love you, but you might make us a little sad. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I don't think I can have
0: emotions about comments anymore unless they're good comments because I just we get so many negative ones. People are really really comes in waves. People are really mean. People are really mean. And what they need is they need some love. So, all right. What
1: so else? TikTok videos.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> oh wait. wait.
1: What does Sean McDowell think? I don't know that he has specific thoughts on this. So. Sean McDowell is not affirming of gay people. He's not? That's no. That's fine. Neither is Terry Virgo. I fully support Sean McDowell's and Terry Virgo and anyone else's right to believe that SSA is wrong and I I support queer Christians right to not have loving monogamous relationships if that's your jam but I think you're wrong and I think that your lord and savior is a big old gay homosexual (laughs) (laughs) let me I'm just going to TikTok right now here we go
2: Hey, my fellow homosexuals. So Jesus was gay. That's not an opinion. That is a fact If Jesus existed at all. And we use the Bible as the facts of Jesus's life, then he was gay. Um, and it's very clear. At the time, he said to be a rabbi. Rabbis should have been married. He decided not to get married and instead travel around with 12 dudes into his late 30s. So That aside, the thing we don't talk about is that Jesus wasn't just gay. Jesus was a dramatic gay. And once you realize that, it is very clear in all the stories of how dramatic Jesus was. I think the clearest one is the Last Supper. So Jesus comes into Jerusalem, right? And it's like a big parade. He's the toast of the town. He's essentially like one drag race. Um, everybody loves him. He could have dinner with anyone. And he says, I just want to keep it family only. So he brings the 12 apostles who are apparently these guys that have given up their lives. And in some cases, their families to be with Jesus for many, many years because they're buddies. Um, They all have dinner together. No girls allowed. And at the dinner, Jesus is washing their feet and he's like, giving them food, but he's like, this is my body, this is my blood. It's like any twink at a going away party. And you know they're just at the table being like, it's bread and wine, Jesus, take a breather. But no one says anything, cause she's dramatic. And then she does the most dramatic thing. Jesus says to the table, one of you will betray me, but I won't say which one. Okay, sorry. If this was a straight guy, he'd be like, Judas, we have beef. And then he'd punch him in the face. But no, Jesus is like, one of you will betray me and I won't say which one. And they're like, oh my God, Jesus, no, we wouldn't. Uh. And then he says, well, you may not betray me, but one of you will deny me three times. And this is when you know they're dramatic gaze because denial is almost worse than betrayal in the gay community. Like, betrayal is you sleep with your friend's ex boyfriend. Like, they'll be pissed, but they'll get over it. Denial is you're in public and you're like, I don't know her. Friendships don't get over that when you deny in public, right? And Jesus knows this. And now everyone's real upset. And what does Jesus do? Does he calm him down? No, he walks out to the garden. He says, I need time to reflect and pray. So he's in the garden. And then Judas comes out and betrays him with a kiss. I mean, how are we not seeing this? So if you if you don't believe that Jesus is dramatic, just look at the last thing he did as a human. He was on the cross, and he calls out for wine. So then they give him the sour wine. He sucks from the sponge of sour wine. And then he looks at this guy, and he says, it's done. Not I'm done. Not I'm dying. It's done. And then he dies. I mean, the drama. And let's not even get into the fact that then he comes back three days later.
1: Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> so good, eh? Who is this guy? I love him. I don't know. I think he should be our new best friend, though.
0: Jesus is all drama. Yeah, we're going to have to reach out to this guy. I love him.
1: No, I'll get the next one. That was up. so good. Yeah, so funny. Like, flipping tables. I found another good one.
2: I think Jesus is gay. Because every time I go to church, there's always pictures of him and his 12 hot friends on the wall having brunch.
1: <laughs> I thought the brunch, 12 friends of brunch, I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, that is good. And then there's... Did you hear about the movie? There was, like, a comedy about gay Jesus that came out. And, like... On Netflix, and everyone was pissed, and it like went to the court system in Brazil, and eventually it was like allowed to be a thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, I never heard of that. Oh, so I mean, this one's cool. Pope Francis saying that it should be made legal. still a sin. Oh, let's see. Yeah, it. but he's the first pope to say that it shouldn't be a crime, so that's cool.
0: Oh, but he's probably in Italian. We can't understand what that's saying. But okay, so when did he say that?
1: Three months ago. He said he calls for the decriminalization of homosexuality globally. Because, unfortunately, it's still a crime in many places to be gay, and you can be killed. Yeah. So
0: that's... I literally just Googled, was Jesus gay? And now there's so much more mainstream media that's talking about this than I thought. There's an article on The Guardian. Oh, Vice
1: has an article. Yeah, I went through all of those. There's
0: lit- there's a Wikipedia page, The Sexuality of Jesus. There's a Vice article. I found another good one.
1: Here we go. John Piper, theologian, author, pastor is going to be answering, was Jesus tempted with homosexuality or SSA?
3: Since Jesus in every respect has been tempted as we are, does that mean he was tempted with homosexuality? Um, this, this statement, tempted in every respect as we are, yet without sin, is troubling because there are a lot of things you could think of besides this one. So this, is my, I, this is a real difficult question for me. Way more, I'll come back to homosexuality in a minute, but I think some of my worst temptations come from situations I've created by sinning. Jesus never got into a situation created by sinning. Jesus never felt guilt.
0: How does he know that Jesus never felt guilt? I don't know. I, don't I think know a lot shit. of my
3: temptations are owing to what I do with my guilt feelings. So this, this is not an academic question for me. Here's my best shot at what, what Hebrews meant when it said, tempted in every respect. Surely he knows that Jesus didn't face in every objective kind of situation we face. He meant kinds of temptation, dynamics of temptation, and then the final answer for me is on the cross the sins of the world went on to Jesus in ways that are I would say incomprehensible. I
0: think he's gonna ejaculate (laughs) right now.
3: The the (laughs) temptation of homosexual behavior went on to Jesus at the cross, and he felt it. He owned it, he knew it. And he himself, in that moment, didn't sin. He became sin.
1: He became homosexual behavior? He's boring. I'm bored of this man. Have I told you about living out this organization? Oh god, this no.
0: Is it good? Or is it bad?
1: I'm scared. <laughs> uh, this organization just... <laughs> what about them? We'll listen to Tracy's story. My name's Tracy. I'm
4: a physiotherapist. I live in London, and I'm nearly 30 years old. I became a Christian about three years ago. Before that, I hated Christians. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't stand them. I, I knew I was gay when I was 12, I dealt with that as a teenager um, and then sort of in my twenties in London lived a very normal life as just another gay person in London. Um, I had a girlfriend, I had a mortgage, it was no big deal. I really couldn't stand Christians and their homophobia. The thing that really surprised me about my first trip to the church that I now go to is just how how really wonderfully friendly and welcoming everybody was. They genuinely wanted to get to know me, and and then the second and third time I went, they remembered my name. And they they asked did. And I told them I was going to do, and it was just very obvious that they were clearly just really happy I was there. Now that I'm a Christian, it doesn't mean that I have to become straight. I just can't have a girlfriend, or that I'm going to get married to. A boy or that that's what I want. The way that I feel is exactly the same as before as a Christian. Walking into church on Sunday is a bit like coming home. It's like walking into a family living room and being greeted by your siblings, only there are hundreds of them, um, and it's, a, it's a, just a wonderful experience. I've got some friends who've got two little boys, they're four and six. I've known them for two and a half years. They are wonderful. I see them nearly every week. I go around to read the Bible with their mum. But before we do that, I see them, I play with them, read them stories. At summer we go on the trampoline. Being a Christian doesn't mean that life is permanently joyful or free from sad times or difficulties or just really awful things happening. But my relationship with Jesus and holding on to the truths in the Bible, as well as having this wonderful church family
1: what is this story? You have friends? Okay. What is she talking about? She's like, I can have a life and be a surrogate part of a family because I don't need to have a family. Okay. So,
0: okay. Okay. Let's stop this video because we need to talk. You haven't told me what this organization is, but I'm gathering that they are an organization that's like, you should be celibate, celibate Yeah, celibate if you're gay. Okay. Cool.
1: You don't have to change. You're still going to be SSA. It makes me so sad, though, because they use, like, the rainbow and they're called living out. So they, like, pull people in. She's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. This is not a step in the right direction. I think
0: some people would look at this and be like, well, at least they're okay with them being gay. Like, no. Like, fuck this half-ass bullshit. It's not even half-ass. It's not even, it's not even almost assing.
1: So they have some ties to New Frontiers. Oh. We help people and churches talk about, I mean, great, you're talking about sexuality, but, like...
0: Everybody is talking about sexuality, Sarah. <laughs> no, I'm not giving them any credit. I can't because at this point, everybody's talking about sexuality and faith and sexuality. Everyone's talking about homosexuality and trans people. And I'm fucking sick of people being like, love the sinner, hate the sin. Like, no, I'm done. This woman that is going to this church that she's super excited about, it's clear that she needs community. And that's lovely that church can give her community. But I don't know if you noticed... But during that entire video, she didn't talk about God once. She just talked about how welcoming people at church were. So she needs friends that are nice.
1: The sad part is she had a girlfriend who she lived with and had a house with and then just yeah. had to obviously end things.
0: This woman needed a community and now she's in a community like, yes, it feels good when you're love bombed. It feels good. That's what
1: cults do. Did you know that? You know what else feels good? Yeah. Yeah. Getting to have the option to love someone without thinking you're going to hell for your attraction to a certain gender or sex. Like, that's also good and pure and holy and beautiful. And I think that I could just go on and on. I think that Jesus would be in favor of people getting to. I don't think he'd be about that organization either. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't care. Like I don't even know if Jesus was real. Let's just be honest here. Like we don't we like we don't know if he was real. Like sometimes I have to like check myself because I have this weird attachment to Jesus because he was my best imaginary friend for (laughs) for like twenty one years. So like of course I have this like emotional attachment. I'm like, Jesus can do no wrong. Jesus was perfect. Jesus was a little gay. But
0: (laughs) Okay, well we've talked about this before and I think that Jesus was a person, but maybe he wasn't. Okay. He could be a person because, yes, there's a lot of historical documents that talk about him. But, like, could it just been a bunch of people being like, let's make this shit up?
1: (laughs) And, like, which version of Jesus? Because, like, certain books weren't included. Others were. It was the Council Mm -hmm. of Nicaea, which people will say oh it was inspired by the holy spirit it was
0: led by the holy spirit yeah the holy spirit the coolest of the guys he was there and he was leading all the other cool guys to put the stuff in. like that that's not real okay god's I- used as a
1: reason for way too many things like people need to stop assuming they know what god thinks
0: along those lines there are a whole fucking lack of people that are like god speaking to me and god is like conviction the word conviction is a word that I didn't understand until a year ago and I think I texted you one day I was like what the hell does conviction mean in the context of Christianity? And then I was like, is it just like telling me to do something? And you're like, yeah. yeah like belief.
1: Like, okay. So they believe. You're convicted to do something. By God. Yeah. It's like a divine sense.
0: You know what? I I love when people are like, well, God spoke to me. I'm like, did he? If that's going to make you feel more comfortable in your life, you go for it, girl. If it has to do with your life alone and not someone else's. But if you're like, God told me that we should kill all the homosexuals. Well, we're going to stop because god's not telling you to do fucking shit if god wants you to do something with your own life then go ahead but you can't put that on other people
1: yeah and there are literally hundreds of species that engage in homosexual behavior like homosexuality is and then their rebuttal but they don't know better sarah they don't have a soul no, no, no. they always have a rebuttal it would be well dolphins each other too so like just because it's natural doesn't mean that it's pure like it's the fall of man blah blah blah, blah Eve's fault
0: well they always have a rebuttal yeah. that's what apologetics are for right? yeah
1: I also when I was going down the rabbit hole found a theory that Eve is transgender because she came from Adam's ribs <laughs> and could only have XY chromosomes
0: <laughs> well if we're gonna go with the first theory that jesus was trans because mary was a virgin then the science continues sarah yeah it's good science
1: Man, we've put everything onto Jesus so far in this whole podcast that we've done. Like, was Jesus an alien? Was Jesus gay? Was Jesus trans? Like, what's next? What is next?
0: What was Jesus? What would Jesus do? Who
1: would Jesus do? (laughs) Who would Jesus do? (laughs) Can we make sure to say that? No, no, that's too far. Oh, we're putting that in. We're putting that in. Fuck you. I don't want to disrespect anyone. And and if you go to a church that doesn't think gay people should get married, but you affirm gay people... (sighs) that's also your individual thing to do because like I was having issues with this and I was talking to my partner about it and she was like well you shop at thrift shops that are christian thrift stores that are like yeah like salvation army oh the salvation
0: well every okay yeah you're right so So, like well salvation army is like international
1: yeah but they're internationally not in favor of homosexuality
0: (laughs) they're also international bigots yes are we gonna boycott the salvation army now yeah i donate all my clothes there because i don't know where else to donate them but i and they do
1: some good so it's trying to find the nuance of how do we balance different views and coexist they're pretty culty though you know what
0: my husband did not know the Salvation Army was a religion.
1: He had no idea until like a month they ago. They were like full out uniforms, like military uniforms to church. And they have like different oh, ranks. Oh, that's
0: well, that makes sense with the name. Yeah, Salvation the, Army. Salvation Army. They have different ranks? Yeah. Oh, is this like Scientology? Okay. No, you know what? No. Before we go, we're going on a Salvation Army rabbit hole just for a second. And I'm just going to look it up and then we'll sign off. Yeah, in Christ's army. Because
1: now I need to- I'm in the army of the Lord. Do you remember that song? No can you yeah, sing final lyrics for
0: sec oh they have like um 11 doctrines oh you know what we should probably just do a whole episode on them the soldier's covenant is the creed of the salvation army all members of the church and congregants are required to subscribe to the creed they all have to sign a document and then they can come enrolled as a soldier
1: i'm in the lord's army yes sir i'm in the lord's army and we will never na, na, na. but yeah we could do a whole episode on the salvation army but i love secondhand shopping and like it's like okay sweatshops or like better for the environment but also bad for gay people why is the world so fucking confusing all the time so i <laughs> i used to sing this song as a kid and i saw this video and i'm just like <laughs> oh god in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never zoom on the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's Army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's
0: Army. Yes, sir.
1: Never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never duel toward the enemy, but
0: I'm in the Lord's army. Sarah, okay, stop. I forgot about the song, and I'm just oh uh, that. Shoot this <laughs> cult indoctrination shit, man! Like, what on earth is that? <laughs> You know how crazy that looks, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he can't I even breathe. That song
1: is so good. Because <laughs> what he said, there's always an army, and I just it just like came into my head, and like I'm in the Lord's army, like sister. And then when I saw that video. I was, like, Sarah, that
0: was the Holy Spirit. That's what someone that was said the Holy Spirit. Them. They were like, remember? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what they do. That's what I have this video of. It's a joke about how you, that song, I am a C. I am a C H R I S D I A N. Like, it was so stupid. People keep saying it was the Holy Spirit putting it into my head. I'm like, no, I'm not fucking psychotic. God.
1: Uh, all right. Okay. So we're going to wrap up. I have one story for Storytime with Sarah.
0: Oh my god, I forgot about Storytime with Sarah. Let's go.
1: Welcome to Storytime
0: with Sarah. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a story from our favorite book, The Bible. Sarah, that made me want to die. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, that was so
1: weird. I feel uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) I'm in the Lord's army.
1: All right. Okay, so... This is Matthew 5, 8 to 13. So it's the faith of the centurion. So this is Jesus had just entered Capernaum, and a centurion came forward to him. What the fuck is a centurion? Let's see. I'm like, what's a centurion? No, I was literally just what? about to ask that. Uh, and... Commander. Okay, so ancient a military army. He's commander of the military. And he came and he said, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home and suffering terribly. So the word for servant here is also translated in other ancient texts as like a it's the term is used for like young man lover. So that. So <laughs> okay. so basically like my okay. my young my, my male young lover man. <laughs> is at home lying paralyzed, suffering terribly and he said to him, "I will come and heal him." But the centurion replied, "Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof." But only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I I am, too, a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes to my servant. Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly, I tell you, there is no one in Israel I have found such faith. I tell you, many from the east to the west recline at the table of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth." And to the centurion, Jesus said, go, let it be done as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. So Jesus was essentially like, this guy has such faith because he believes that Jesus could heal him without even like going to the house. And he believes that Jesus can just say it and it will happen. And then Jesus is essentially like, this man here has such great faith. Like people are going to come near and far and be welcomed into the kingdom of heaven. But the sons, so like people that think they're within it, are going to be cast into hell like some people that think they're in christianity or in judaism don't have actual faith
0: oh
1: so that's the interpretation
0: he's like just because you say you have faith doesn't mean you have it
1: cool story bro super cool right (laughs) so i mean they could have had a homosexual relationship and jesus didn't care oh yeah okay oh the, so what you're saying so i yeah. forgot about the
0: gay lover already i've already forgotten about that part so
1: so jesus was just like cool you have great faith like i'll heal yeah because yeah. i don't care if you're gay and again some people would say no it's just a male servant but the word can also be used to describe male sex servant young man mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. so it just depends on the translation as, per, as usual. per
1: usual however people want to portray them but i think at the end of the day Jesus just wanted people to have faith in him and to love other people. And we do neither of those things. So
0: We love other people. Yeah. I'm trying.
1: I'm truly trying to be better yeah. at that. And I mean, sometimes loving other people is not engaging with them on Instagram because it's not going to be productive and we're going <laughs> to yes. get angry. Having boundaries is okay. It doesn't mean that you're not loving. that. Actually, it was
0: very well put. Sometimes the way we show we love you is that we don't talk to you because if we did talk to you, it would probably not be very nice.
1: Yeah, I don't think that people would have made it this far though if they didn't like this, maybe. Oh, hey, if you're
0: still listening and you think we're pieces of shit, I mean, my gosh, you sure have a lot of time on your hands. (laughs) So, what did we learn today? Well, okay, I'll go first because I'm the one who learned and you're the one who taught. So, we learned that. Jesus was with the naked guy, a naked youth, and we don't know what he was doing, but he was praying, and that he loved his disciple John, and that John was called his beloved disciple, the disciple
1: whom Jesus loved.
0: Yes, he was called that a lot, and more than maybe he should have been if they weren't gay together, and that what the fuck is wrong with somebody being gay yeah Yeah, i'd like to ask and jesus might have also been trans (laughs) scientifically
1: what did you learn today sarah i learned that some of the songs i sang (laughs) growing up were a lot more fucked up than it's funny just the way the brain works like i haven't thought of that song in so long and i can just picture myself marching along in sunday school and i just like (laughs) (laughs) can't the actions i just oh my god
0: that song. I know. So that's that's indoctrination at well, its best right there. The
1: Lord's Army is because there are unseen forces. There is the battle between good and evil, you know, demons.
0: I'm just going to put this out there for people that maybe don't agree with us right now. So let's talk about Scientology, okay? I think we can all agree Scientology is a cult. If you are hearing about children in Scientology singing the psalm, but instead of saying that they're in the Lord's Army, that they're in Xenu's Army or... Scientology's army you would be like that's a little strange and very culty so what's the difference between saying that you're in the Lord's army and in Zenu's army because they're both a little strange
1: I'm just that's all just asking the question out there and do I actually think Jesus was gay I don't know it was probably more likely that he was asexual to be honest and I mean gotquestions.org is affirming yeah. so regardless of what you believe i think we can leave this episode recognizing that everyone accepts asexuals as we should and all other sexuality yes you should accept the other Except ones sexual. but i'm happy that we found some common ground with uh gotquestions.org because it's rare it's rare it's really sad it makes me sad yeah, let's end on a sad note because that's yeah. always a good idea. You're always like being really depressed. But yeah, so yeah. part three was Jesus gay. Part four is going to be was the Apostle Paul gay. So we're going to make that a bonus episode.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be through Patreon. So if you want to be a patron, that will be coming up. And that's yeah, it. That's it. That's all I have. I'm <sighs> fired. i um day two of oh a hangover. That's, so <laughs> That's your 30s. No,
1: you
2: can't get
1: It's the